Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. Our topic today is leadership in the home. Mm. It's talking specifically about the husband's role to lead in the family. Yes, I love it. You do? I do. I love it. I love the design. I can't say I always did, but I love it now. Yeah, it took some getting used to. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But we, we are convinced, and we have made the case elsewhere on the podcast, that the role of a husband is to be the leader in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is God's design from the beginning, from the Garden of Eden. He put Adam in charge. He created Eve to be a helper to Adam. Yep. And ever since that first marriage, the paradigm for a married couple has been for the husband to lead and for the wife to help and support her husband in his leadership. And so this week we're going to talk about some of the characteristics of that leadership mm-hmm. of a husband. And then next week we're going to talk about what it looks like for a wife to fulfill that role of helper. Yeah, great. Okay, so we're not as much defending the biblical position that husbands ought to lead, worse more so today, going to give husbands an action item, uh, a list of action <laughs> items, okay? So I've, I've developed here five action items for the dudes, and I want to challenge the men yes. to uh, take this action item list and execute right. it. Right. That'd be great. Okay. So the first thing that I put on my list is to schedule a family meeting. And, you know, maybe maybe, there, maybe this is actually two meetings, one with your wife and then one with your wife and with your kids. Right. But um, priority number one, schedule a family meeting. You yeah. can't lead if you don't know what's going on on everybody's schedules. Yes. And so this is an informational meeting just to get caught up to speed with who's going where, what's happening this week, this month. And uh, the way this looks for us is I've, I've actually tasked you, Bethany, mm-hmm. to... Um, create a a calendar that is posted on the refrigerator that includes all the events of <laughs> everything that's happening for every member of our family. Easy. Yeah. And at first you were kind of opposed, like, I don't it's know. It's kind of a lot. It's yeah. kind of a lot to mark down and yeah. But you came around. You yeah. now love, you now love the calendar. And everyone it's does. It's a good thing. And uh, so I would suggest, so let's talk about that here in a second, but I would suggest you schedule a family meeting where you're able to talk through the calendar Mm -hmm. like the one that we have posted on our fridge. So tell me a little bit about what's on that calendar. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just the way our our home is set up. I'm often the one kind of scheduling at least the children's things. And even though we might talk through, hey, make sure this gets on the schedule, you often will ask me to reach out to someone to invite people over or whatever it might be, something we need to get done. But um, I'm often the one kind of orchestrating the calendar. Well, it's really helpful to have it all visually in front of the family and up there for you. You're very visual, got different colors going on for different events. You can kind of just look at the week as a whole. You can look at the month as a whole. So it's really helpful. The kids actually love it too because they're like, oh, I didn't know that was coming up. I mean, it just kind of gives everyone on the same page. And then it helps when we sit down and discuss it for that coming week specifically. So we're just kind of united in what's coming up, where we're going to be, who's going to be, you know, here, there, where we're going to have to divide and conquer. You know what I mean? Just all those elements. Sure. And so there's opportunities then to exhibit leadership in that family meeting when you're talking about the plan for the month. Right. Because it's, you know... Unless everything's locked in, there's probably decisions that need to be made or things that you need to Definitely. go and think about right. in order to make a good decision for the family. But this is just step one to be apprised of the schedules, the situation, the you know the 
the, the plan for the month. Yeah. Okay. And that's something that we do on a, uh, you know, <laughs> monthly basis. Right. Um, either while you're making the monthly calendar or after you've mm-hmm. made it. Right. We'll have that conversation once a month. And then we have a similar one once a week, just what's coming up this week, what's yeah. happening. And I just, um, I don't want to be so absent that I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. each week with everybody in the family. Yeah. I, I care about every person. And so I want to know what's on the schedule and what I think about those things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Uh, action item number two is to plan. And here's what I mean by that. <laughs> Very broad. The, the, Just the guy, plan some stuff. Look, the guys will understand, okay? <laughs> it's funny because I wrote this list down and then I shared it with, with Bethany. And she's like, wait, schedule a family meeting is number one and then plan is number two. Isn't that the same thing? Right. And I'm like, like no, they're different. And, and I'll explain. Okay. Plan, what I mean by this is husbands need to take some time, effort, and energy outside of the family meeting context. Okay. On their own. In their own brains. Mm. And not in someone else's brain. Not in someone else's brain, not in a family (laughs) meeting. Spend time and maybe you've got a calendar in front of you. Maybe you've got a blank Microsoft Word document in front of you. Whatever. But spend some time, effort, and energy thinking about the family Mm -hmm. and what you can do, what you can plan and lead this week or this month. Maybe there's a family outing. Maybe it's just a family walk. Maybe it's um, a date night. Maybe maybe it's a family vacation (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's happening in the summer and it's the month of November. And you you are taking time, setting aside time to devote to thinking about your family and planning on behalf of your family so that your decisions are not Spur of the moment, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, I haven't thought about this before. What should we do? I don't know. Let me th- let me think right now. Right. No, you, you've already taken time as a leader to think about it ahead of time. And you're not caught off guard. You're not surprised. You're, you're able to anticipate. You're able to foresee. Totally. You know, what if this happens? What if that happens? What will I do in this scenario and that scenario? so that you are uh, in a position to be able to lead. Yeah, and it communicates a lot of care, at least to me, because I know you're a creative thinker. I know you have to plan a lot in your job. You have to take initiative and spend time and effort in your workplace. And when you also use that same amount of time, effort, mental energy, ability, all that, you know, to plan for our family, it communicates that you really care. You have... Uh, thoughts and ideas, dreams. I mean, you, you, you'll just, you're kind of famous for like, hey, we're doing something tonight, Bethany. I'm like, oh, we are. And it's like, you've already thought through it. And, you know, you've got some good idea. You've got some kind of, even if it's small and the kids love it. I, I love it that we are just, you've got something scheduled. Let's go. And it's, it's great. Yeah. There's even going to be times when that kind of thinking and planning ahead of time is going to put you in a position to be able to make the right spur of the moment decision. Yeah. So for example, last night I walked in the door, I got home from work. <laughs> I don't know what's going on at the house. I've been gone all day. <laughs> I get home. Yeah. It's been raining all day. Yes. And our two boys are like <laughs> bouncing off of the walls with energy. The term I used was whirling dervishes. Is that a real <laughs> term? I don't know, but that's what I said. It felt They're, right. It felt right. That's yeah. what they were. Like Tasmanian devils going through the house. And so I was like, I walk in and probably within 20 seconds, mm-hmm. I was like, boys, we're running a lap around, we're, we're running a couple of laps <laughs> yes. around the block. Yeah. Uh, you guys need to sweat. 
and they're like, wait, so what? Great. It's raining. You know, like what? Oh, and, so, but they were so pumped. Yeah. So yeah. we we got our running shoes on and mm-hmm. we ran a couple of laps around the neighborhood in, in the rain. In the rain. Yep. Now, obviously, I, I didn't plan for that decision, but previously, I've thought the boys need physical exercise. Oh, yeah. And the boys need to do things that are stretching and challenging and, yep. and uncomfortable and sweating in the rain. Uh, that meets my criteria. Totally. It was a blessing to me because I said, too, I mean, linked up with a need in mm-hmm. our home mm-hmm. and you're aware of it, you know, yeah. is like they're they're crazy right now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So action item number three on the list yes. is to take initiative. So if, if step number two is to plan, uh-huh. step number three is to, to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just make plans, right. but you got to execute on those plans. You got to, you got to follow through with them. And, um, you know, I, I think that an important piece to the planning and executing process is developing convictions so that when you make a plan, make a decision and need to deliver on something, it's not like, well, we could do this or we could not. I don't, I don't really care. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But you've come up with something that you feel deeply about. Yeah. You're convicted and convinced that it's the right thing to do. So you have enough grit maybe to get it done, even if there's opposition. Yeah. And I know this is where a lot of the sacrificial element of leadership comes in because you're often, you're going to be doing these things after a full day of work, Uh, sometimes weekends as well. But I'm saying a lot of this kind of taking initiative and following through with your plan, you may not feel very much like it when you're coming in the door. You may want to sit down, whatever. But if you've kind of come up with those plans, made that decision that I'm going to follow through, I'm going to continue to work hard for the fam. It, I see, I often see that in our home where I know you're maybe not feeling it as much, but you're doing it because you're wanting to follow through. You're wanting to lead and not just have these lofty ideas. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's an important piece to all of this. Now, you mentioned sacrifice and that's actually the fourth thing on the list here mm-hmm. uh, number four four number four action item is to to be sacrificial in specifically in decision making is what I wrote yeah. down but it, it obviously it's it's across the board I mean husbands are supposed to lead sacrificially uh, as as Christ loved the church they're to love their wives Christ gave himself up for the church and so husbands are to give their their lives up their themselves up for their wives. You have that in Ephesians 5, that paradigm of sacrificial leadership. So that's across the board, but one major way for you to show sacrifice is also in the area of decision making, mm-hmm. where you make decisions that are not just in your best interests. <laughs> in fact, you make decisions that are first and foremost in your wife's best interests, in your family's best interest. And it's uh, y- you are put in a position of leadership to be able to to lead and make decisions that benefit others first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And so that's a paradigm shift from what the world would consider, you know, to be leadership, but it is the way that Christ led. And so when we make decisions, I will have a conversation with you and I will ask you questions. I'll get your input. I will really want to figure out what you like, what you want, what you're interested in. Uh, what you would be happy with, and what would be all of those things for the the, the kids as well. 
and then I'm, I'm in a position where I've got all the info necessary to make a good decision. And what that process ends up doing is it yeah. gets you on board with whatever the outcome is going to be. Totally. Yeah, you're not, <laughs> I love this about you because kind of when a decision is made, and I can't say 100% of the decisions, but even small ones at times, big ones, small ones, everything in between. The discussions we've had, the way you've invited me into the conversation and the decision making is so comfortable. And when the decision is made, it's like I'm already there. We're already unified. I can't say 100% of the time we're unified in every decision. But because you care about my opinion, perspective, uh, wants, desires, we've thought through it, talked through it. When the decision comes down to it, it's like I know that I'm a big, major part of your decision making. Now, sometimes you have to go a different direction slightly than what I would hope. But I'm with you there because I haven't just been neglected or, hey, by the way, we're doing this. You know, no input from you, no thoughts from you. I just I'm making the decision. Here we go. It's like I'm part of it because you want me to be unified with you. And that's a huge thing for me as a wife. That's right. Good. Well, the last thing on the list is to lead spiritually. And mm-hmm. I put it last on the list, not because it's least important, but it's most important. Yeah. I mean, this this is this um, feature of our leadership needs to pepper the whole thing, right? So, like all of your leadership, you're gonna make fun of me for saying pepper. <laughs> you don't I like smirking. I loved it. Pepper. It's great. No. It was a perfect word. It's just, it was funny. Too. You are smirking. <laughs> and you said paradigm three times. So I was going to tease you for that too. Well, but you I gotta, keep smirking about it and then just le- leaving it. Put some pepper on the paradigm. <laughs> Spice it up. Yeah. Make it a party. Another P. <laughs> <laughs> a pepper dime uh, party. Wait, a pepper dime. That's the wrong nope, word. That's nope, a combination. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Well, Lead spiritually. Now, now I'm thinking of other words that start with P and I'm a little sorry. distracted. I'm sorry. Okay. Read your Bible is what you were saying. Yeah. Well, I'm telling husbands, number five on the action item list is, yes. to, is to lead spiritually. And that is something that peppers uh-huh. the whole yeah. paradigm. It does. And um, th- that's because your spiritual life is not a separate category of your life. It is the yes. feature that colors and shapes all of it. Right. You you are a Christian husband. You're a Christian father. You're a Christian businessman or worker. Uh, you're a Christian neighbor. You're a Christian son. Yes. You're um, you're you're a Christian friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hobbyist. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> like everything right. you do. Right. And so this needs to to shape uh, your leadership. Now. Totally. And that's exactly what you see in Ephesians 5, where uh, husbands are told specifically to love their wives as Christ loved the church and giving themselves up. And the the end goal there is to see your spouse to be holy and sanctified and pure. And so your leadership and the decisions you make, the plans you put in place, and all the things that we've previously talked about, the schedule, it all needs to aim toward the goal of greater holiness mm-hmm. and not just greater fun or greater prosperity and money and happiness, but um, importantly, it needs to result in greater godliness. And so part of your plan needs to be going to church and you know, having family devotions and talking about spiritual things and things mm-hmm. like that. And I just, I think that's a crucial, central piece. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before, but most, uh, well, I shouldn't say most, but 
one major way God has grown me and grown, I can look at our four children, is by your spiritual leadership, your example, also your direct teaching, your planning that in involves all these important elements like you're talking about, our relationship, where we're talking about the Bible, we're praying together. I mean, all these things that you've put into place because of who you are in Christ that has really spilled over into my growth and into our the training of our children spiritually. And uh, that's that's encouraging, and I think that's good that you say that. And I want to add that it's not essential that the husbands who are listening to this podcast are mm -hmm. pastors in order to lead and be an example in this way. Right. Y you don't. I don't have to be a pastor for what you just said to be true. Yes. I just need to be a Christian who is exemplifying what I read in my Bible and telling other people about it. You know, whether that's, it, that does not have to be in sermon form. In right. fact, I don't think that's even what you're referring to. No, not is yet. My, my sermons. <laughs> None of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you're more so referring to conversations and, yes. you know, home life and things like that. Relationships yeah. within our home. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it's, it, this is not overly complicated uh, for husbands. Um, I mean, step one here is just to make sure you're reading your Bible. Make sure you're having yeah. a personal devotional life. And if you're doing that, you can then hold your wife accountable to doing the same thing. And you can ask her what she's reading or and share with her what you're reading. You can pray with each other based on yep. what you read. And then you can lead the whole family in devotions based on what you read. Exactly. Uh, we've talked about this on other episodes, but family devotions are should be very simple. Um, and we've given examples of what to do in, right. in other episodes on the show. Uh, but what I do is I, I currently, I just share one of the verses within the larger chapters that I read that day mm -hmm. to the kids. And it takes like five minutes and yeah. I don't do any prep or research or, yeah. you know, study. I just, I read and I pray and I, I apply it throughout the day. And then when we get home that night, talk about it with the kids. Yeah, discuss it and then pray together Yeah, and sing. I mean, we've, yeah. it's just boom, boom, boom. And they love it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening in. We'll talk to you next time. All right. See ya.